What's happening, everyone? This is Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist, and welcome to another episode of We Nation Podcast. I'm so glad that you're here. I mean, I have an amazing guest that I can't wait to bring to you. And again, this is what we do on We Nation Podcast. This is our podcast segment to our radio station. And remember that why uh, We Nation Radio stands for Watoto Entertainment and Education. And Watoto is Swahili for children. And we bring you the best in family-friendly global beats for little feet. You're going to hear R&B, hip-hop, funk, jazz, reggae, calypso, calypso, go-go, world music, and more, all made specifically that's age-appropriate and culturally relevant. And so we're glad to be here. And in our podcast, we bring you interviews where we can go kind of do a deep dive into the lives, the lives of those that are creating wonderful content for children, both past, present, and future. And so with that, I've got to just make way for uh, our awesome guest uh, that we have here. And I don't know if any of you all remember some shows in the night, a show in the nineties that just took Nickelodeon by surprise. Well, my guess is the one and only Natalie days. Uh, and she is a creative catalyst speaker, master storyteller and artist. Her voice and face are familiar to many who grew up in the 90s, and she and her husband, Ron Days, starred in Nickelodeon's Gullah Gullah Island, a television show that ran from 1994 to 1998 and became one of the most popular shows for children during the era. And it still is popular to this day because the content is just incredible. It was developed for preschoolers uh, with puppets and music, and it depicted an African-American family and other children on an imagined sea island and so much more. But I tell you what, instead of me talking about it, let's bring in our wonderful guest. Please help me welcome the one and only Natalie Days. Welcome to We Nation. Thank you. It's nice to be here. Hello. <laughs> awesome. I mean, I can sit back and read your bio for, for, for a long time and all the wonderful work that you've done. But what I want to do is first, let, let's introduce yourself. Even before you even started that, tell the audience a little bit about yourself. Who, you, uh, who are you and where kind of where did you grow up? Oh, OK. Well, um, who I am. I, I am a storyteller. That's who I am. That's what I do in any type of um, genre. I actually grew up in central New York, but I moved to South Carolina low country to the Gullah community well, a long, long time ago. <laughs> and uh, I came down to help my grandma and I stayed. I met my husband, Ron, and we began singing together and we've been singing together for 38 years, y'all. We've been singing wow, together. Wow, that time. is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. And when you say you came together for the, uh, you, well, you moved into the Gullah community, let's talk a little bit about that. And that will get us into uh, your amazing career. Okay. Um, uh, what is the Gullah community and why did you decide to move there? Well, I didn't actually decide to move here. My family decided for me that I was, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> you know how it is in some African American families and maybe other families as well. They say, look, Grandma needs some help and you going. They didn't say, do you want to go to South Carolina? So right. uh, I came down um, the Gullah community on the coastal areas of South Carolina, Georgia, North Carolina, a little bit of Florida and, um, um, and a little bit of Florida is uh, a community that was um, populated largely by Africans from the West Coast of Africa that were brought here during the slave trade. And they were brought here in large amounts, large, particularly for the rice culture, because we live on the coast of the Atlantic and rice grew well in the swamps um, on the coast. And so there was a, a huge influx of Africans brought here to 
cultivate this rice. And because the area was largely African, much more African than European, what you had was actually sort of a, 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 a neo-African culture on the coast of South Carolina and Georgia. And as I said, a little bit of North Carolina, a little bit of Florida. Um, and so that community is known as the Gullah community. The West Africans' descendants are known as the Gullah people. Now, you know, and you, I'm glad you mentioned rice. My mother's from Sumter, South, I mean, Summerton, South, South Carolina, and she will tell anyone that she can eat rice every day. And I, I heard her say that I grew up, grew up eating rice and I can eat rice every day also. But I've been watching a lot more, a lot more documentaries about the importance of rice, especially mm -hmm. when I saw the documentary uh, High on the Hog. Wasn't and that I wonderful? Believe, oh, it was awesome. So, yeah. so you growing up in that and, 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 and experiencing that, I mean, and understanding that connection to to Africa, how um, why why is that culture important? Well, one thing that makes it important is that it, is, it 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 creates direct ties. You can trace direct ties to the cultural practices in African American culture to West Africa. And so for so long, we felt like we were, you know, well, we were here. We lost all connection to our continent. We were just surviving. We are people without a past, and yeah. it's so not true. And when right. you go to West Africa, um, it's like, oh, these are my cousins and you're doing the same type of things. You're eating the same kinds of foods. The language, the Gullah language is very much like um, the Creole languages on the coast of West Africa. And so you, you recognize where you come from. And so that's very important. And a lot, the more we research and know about Gullah culture, the more we know that we were, we continue to be African here. You know, the, the, the old story that used to be told about the slave trade was that these empty vessels were brought over here. Empty people, which, of course, is ludicrous. Absolutely. But we, 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 we are, were people full of, I mean, we came here with our memories and our skills and our capabilities and our beliefs. And mm -hmm. we continue to develop them and develop new ones and, and pass them down and created a thriving um, and continuing culture here on the coast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I know that um, and I'm glad you mentioned that because um, some of the first organizations in this country, as you know, we, we were very clear on our African, you know, the African Free Society and the African Methodist Episcopal and African Methodist Episcopal Zion Churches yeah. and the African Freemasons. And so we've always you know, made that connection. And so with that, you and your husband, um, what made you all decide to move into this education piece of teaching children this, this history? It was my husband, really. When I met him, he was writing a book. Um, my husband, when he graduated from Hampton University, it was uh -oh. Hampton Institute back in the day, um, he got his first job. Well, one of his early jobs was as a reporter at the newspaper in Beaufort. They'd never hired a black reporter. And he was tired of just doing stories about, you know, bad stuff. And so he began to do features about the people he grew up with on St. Helena Island. And after a while, he just began to do those stories for his own pleasure. And um, when he left that job, he continued to do this, to collect the oral histories of the elders and others. And that was eventually published in 1986 as his first book, Reminiscences of a Sea Island Heritage, mm -hmm. um, having grown up on a sea island. And once the book was published, you know, people would say, um, you know, do a reading from the book, do a song from the book, because he had lots of songs and he's a singer. And he and I had already been singing together, doing like Christian music and church music. And so then he said, um, 
hey, Nat. Well, no, actually, my fault. I said, wouldn't it be cool if we could be like Ruby D and Ozzy Davis and your young mm. folk don't know who <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I, I had dinner with Ruby D before. So, <laughs> oh, yes. did you? Yes, I'll tell you that story in a minute. But <laughs> <laughs> so he said, one day he said, well, hey, okay. He took the whole book, which is currently out of print, though. You can still find it on Amazon or some places. And he turned it into a presentation. He said, you do this part, I'll do this part. And then we sang all these old songs. And we had no, no one had asked us to do it. There was no place to do it. Um, but my husband's one of those guys. He gets an idea and he just does it. And then one day we got a call from the, um, the director of the Penn School um, Museum. And he said, uh, he knew Ron. And he said, we've got these museum curators here for a, a, a retreat. Um, Thursday night, we don't have anything to do. You want to do something? Because we used to do like, he used to do community theater. So we just went and we stood there and we read this book but as a script we just read it and sang the songs and everybody stood up and started clapping and we were like oh. oh and soon the museums were calling us and the schools were calling us and um eventually we quit our job jobs mm -hmm. scared my parents to death <laughs> what are you doing and we just were began to travel doing um what we called edutainment mm -hmm. um entertainment yes but with an educational intent that Absolutely. entertainment opened the door and then, you, you know, education can come on in. Wow. So a lot of artists now, uh, I know a lot of them that are watching this program uh, want to know about your story because many have ideas and dreams to, to even reach the levels that you all have reached. Talk about how you were able to get connected with Nickelodeon and to do Gullah Gullah Alla. Look, y'all, all I can say is this was grace. I can't tell you how to do it <laughs> because we weren't planning on it. Here's where we were. We had one child. We had basically a road baby on the road, packing her up in the car. We're on stage singing. Folk don't know there's a car seat, baby seat right behind the curtain. We're on stage. Da, da, da. Little kids, baby's right there playing with her feet. So that was the first child. Then we got pregnant again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, baby, I don't know if I can do two children on the road in the big <laughs> blue van. Um, and so we began to ask, you know, folk, we know there's something else, but we don't know what it is. And, um, you know, people didn't know because no one understood people like us. They said right. things like, well, you know, guys, you've had fun. Got a baby, got another baby coming. Y'all need to get job jobs. Y'all need to go into school system. You, there are certain jobs that that black middle class folk were supposed to do. And uh, you can get a job in the school system. You're like, that's not it. Mm -hmm. And then one day, this is Grace. Um, there's an author. Her name is was is still her name is Gloria Naylor though she's passed. She had written a book um, based on St. Helena Island and had bought a house there. And she called me because um, some friends of her were coming of hers were coming to town and the house she bought was empty. She said, Natalie, they're coming to town. Can you put some furniture or something in the house? I was like, okay, give me like 300 bucks. I'm going to the Salvation Army. And I, you know, I, I got beds and stuff in the house. And then her friends came and they were uh, Maria Perez and uh Lawrence Fishburne mm. and they were going to do a movie with Gloria it's the movie never happened but we went to dinner with them one night I'm really pregnant with my second child we're eating cold chicken we're just talking about mm. children's tv and mm. Maria had been pitching shows to Nickelodeon and said oh well Gloria says you do stuff maybe we can do a show about you Eating cold okay. chicken on the island one night. That's how that happened. No agent, wow. no manager, no knocking on doors, no nothing. This was a grace. This was a grace situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, um, talk a little bit about um, the, the. So, for those who may not have seen it, 
Yeah. What would they get? What would they expect to see? Because I know right now they can look at it on syndication and all. What yeah, y'all can watch it on Amazon or Paramount or something. I think. Um, mm -hmm. What you would see is a family, and and what was lovely is that it was a, a Gullah Geechee it was a, it was a brown family on a sea island, and we were the center of that community, mm -hmm. and so it was me and my real life husband and my real life children and some other cast members, um, and it was a song. It was a show about about community, about family. Mm -hmm. about communication with lots of singing. We sang in every episode mm -hmm. and uh, there were family lessons and there was a large, um, there was a large uh, polywog, that, the puppet character, a walk around puppet character, mm -hmm. character called Binya Binya Polywog. And so we sang and danced in every episode and um, my children, you know, kind of grew up, up under us mm -hmm. on the show. They had to be there because we were there. Right. I mean, what was I going to do with my babies, right? Right. So, well, what were some of your influences as a child? Did you, um, you know, were there those that you follow? Um, you know, I'm always curious to hear what, what inspired you as a child musically and uh, through television. Well, okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm elderly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, musically was just growing up in the church, as they say. Mm -hmm. Yes. Everybody in my house sang. It was normal to sing in our house. My daddy had this beautiful baritone. That's the first harmony line I ever learned. My mother sang. We sang in church. We sang in choirs. Um, so I thought everybody sang. I didn't even understand people who didn't <laughs> sing. What you mean y'all sing? And my husband grew up the same way, just singing all the time. So, um, you know, so when he and I met, you know, years before the show, we started singing together. First time I saw him, he was in church. He was singing. And then I began to sing with him. <clears throat> so that was that. It was not like there was a particular person who inspired sure. me um, to sing yeah. other than the people I grew up with. Um, television. I mean, look, y'all, we had three channels. So um... <laughs> did you have a so have you worked? I believe you may have worked with Ella Jenkins. And do you recall? I, I have not worked with Ella Jenkins, but I worked with people who were precursors to Ella Jenkins. Okay. I worked with the Georgia Sea Island singers and Janie mm -hmm. Hander. And these were folk singers from traditional folk singers from the tradition. Mm -hmm. And we traveled with some of those folk. Mm -hmm. um, they weren't. I mean, sometimes you might see them in documentaries. I'm sure you can find them. But yeah. these were people sort of doing, this is our lived life. And, right. and they have become national treasures. And so yeah. we worked with them. So we, we often traveled with them and we were the kids, you know. Right. Absolutely. We were and the kids in our 20s with, with these people who were <laughs> led, cultural yes. legends. Absolutely. And let me just uh, let people know who just tuning in. You're listening to We Nation uh, podcast. I'm Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. And my guest is the phenomenal Natalie Days, who is a co-founder with her husband of Gullah Gullah Island, plus more, because I don't want to just limit you to that because I, I know you're a phenomenal artist. In fact, that's how I uh, got in contact with you, because our good friend Mahogany, yeah. um, uh, she had this awesome song called uh, Collard Green Crown. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a little bit about that and, and talk about your art? Okay. Um, at first, I want to clarify in terms oh. of being founders of Gullah Gullah Island. It was created by Perez Mitten Productions. As I told you, we okay. knew nothing about TV. Okay. Um, but the art, um, I've Thank been you. an artist probably most of my life. So if you talk okay. about things, I'm the kid in kindergarten drawing pictures for the other kids. Mm -hmm. I loved art supplies. My daddy bought me my very first art kit, um, 1973. Wow. I remember. And um, so... I was an artist, but I, I didn't call myself by that. This is just something I did for the love of color and shape mm -hmm. and faces. I love faces. Mm 
Okay. But when we finished Gullah Gullah Island, um, I opened a studio called Miss Natalie's Workshop on mm -hmm. St. Helena Island. And there, anybody could come in and make stuff. They could do jewelry. They could do ceramics. We just made stuff. And I began to paint with a passion mm -hmm. um, at that time. Right. And eventually, somewhere around 2013 is the first time I painted a collard green painting. Um, and then when I painted that first one, I was like, oh, this is my family. These are my people. Collard greens is like all of who we are in so many ways, that comfort, that love, that gathering. And mm -hmm. I just began, they, at first they were just greens. Mm -hmm. Then they began to be like head wraps, like the collared crown mm -hmm. and like the dress, like you see in the picture right there. Yes. And um, I just began painting collard greens and I still do. And you can see some behind me in my mm -hmm. studio here. Um, that's not all I paint, but um, I use lots of natural elements, things from my garden, my yard, my community, um, mm -hmm. my family. The queen yes. is my daughter. I've, okay. used, I've painted her over and over again. I'm currently working on the painting right now underneath this computer. It's okay. a sketch of my son um, oh, wow. for a painting that I'm going to do for an exhibit next year. Oh, wow. So, and you know, and I also love the fact of, you know, how healthy greens are yeah. and how important it is. And like you say, it's, it's part of that. When you have rice, you have collard greens, and you have a meal, it's 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 been sustaining, and so it is. Just throw some cornbread in there, and we yeah. are having you. This is a good thing. And then you also talked about, uh, you know, the church uh, coming out of the church, and I think that's the root of everything. Of course, we talking about, you know, everything comes from spirituals, and then from spirituals, you get the folk music, you get all of the different uh, styles. And yeah. um, and gr growing up in church myself, um, likewise, it was it was a church was more than just a, a religious experience it was it, i mean what, what religious service it was an experience yeah. i mean it was because it had to, to to represent everything so um so just like with you you know growing up in the children's choir and you know this is what you did it wasn't it's what uh, you did of course you yeah. sang but you mean you can't sing harmony you don't hear that you know right. that's that's how i grew up <laughs> no that's not the note you know mm -hmm. And Absolutely. when I grew up, the way I grew up, we were real serious about that harmony. So when mm -hmm. you heard somebody who didn't have the note, uh -huh. you didn't be like, yeah, it's like, no, no, that's not the note. Come on back. So, so <laughs> if I can go back to um, talking about uh, Gullah Gullah Island. Um, so I know that someone else created, did you do the writing or you all? No, right. Okay. My husband helped did some of the songs. Um, he mm -hmm. helped with the theme song. We were what we call the cultural consultants. So basically yes. they came to our community. They came down to Beaufort. And what they needed to know about Gullah culture and how could they honor it and still be a children's program. We did a lot of that contribution. And also, really, we were just ourselves. Mm -hmm. So when they decided to do a show about us, they sent um, their then head writer. and His name is Brackiswell Hyman. And I will love him till this day. Mm -hmm. I still love him till this day. Mm -hmm. um, he came and he spent a week or so hanging out with us down in South Carolina mm -hmm. just to follow us around and see, you know, because we had never been on television. Yeah, we didn't know about that. And he said, you know, I know you're not actors. You just be yourself and we'll work with you. Mm. So we really just got to show up and be ourselves. You know, basically, if I met you anytime, I'd say, hey, there. And he said, oh, that's great. We'll just keep saying it. You know, it's mm. just okay. it was just who I am. And our, as I said, our children, um, Simeon didn't even know he was on TV. Right. <laughs> he was just hanging out with mama and daddy. So uh, in that way, we helped shape the show. This is our community. This is our culture. We brought them into our community. They met our neighbors. They they included, you know, Ron's next door neighbor, 
um, he grew up next to the man with the shrimp boat, Mr. Bradley, took him out. Yeah. You know, these are some of what we've known all our lives. So yeah. this was how we helped shape the show. But in terms of, you know, they had script writers. The first year, it was all, you know, by the seat of our pants. Yeah. yeah. My friend who sold Mary Kay did the makeup. Um, okay. Mary, Marie, Maria Perez Brown, you know, who was executive producer with her partner, Kathy Minton, went to Kmart, bought wardrobe. You know, that's how we yeah. did it. <laughs> we use our real car, you know, yeah. <laughs> and eventually it's like, oh, this is kind of successful. They got a budget, you know. <laughs> well, what was one of your most memorable times on Gullah Gullah Island? Was it something special that happened that, that just stands out? Well, you know what? Very, in that Maybe was it the first, second season um, of my baby boy, you know, because he was just there with his mama. Mm -hmm. And I just loved those scenes where, you know, he would he would just engage with me naturally as his own lovely self. Yeah. Uh, and there was this one scene um, at the end because, you know, I always broke the fourth wall and talked to all the kids. And yes. uh, I'm holding my son and they have this little toy, this little thing put together called okra man they had the okra and they stuck it together mm -hmm. and i'm like with my son and i'm like look it's okra man look look and he just reached out and bit it and i just <laughs> i just loved it because you know he's a baby yeah, he's a year old exactly. i remember having a director who was fussing at him like if you don't do so and so you won't get your close -up. i'm like he don't care exactly. <laughs> Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. Wow. Yeah, it, it was fun. I mean, if you're mm -hmm. going to do television, and my son it continues to be an actor, and, um, you know, TV, adult television is different, certainly, than the TV that we did. If you're going to break in, um, children's TV was a, was an excellent way to go. Yes. Um, Nickelodeon Studios was a good way to go, uh, and we worked with a really a, a good team, and um, so I'm grateful that that was our introduction. Going back, and I'm sure you've done it, you look back at what you all did during that time period in the 90s. How, Im What impact did you all have wow. um, uh, in, in, in society? We had no idea what was happening, what, what, mm -hmm. what, what happened. But I'm still hearing from my kids, you know, yeah. and their adults. I'm still hearing people say how it changed their lives and their perspective. You know, we, we were doing, as I said, Gullah culture education before that, for mm -hmm. several years before that. And when we first started doing it, there were very few people doing it, other than like some of the people I've mentioned to you, um, the Georgia mm -hmm. Sea Island singers, Janie Hunt. Right. And we would go into schools and people would say, why are you doing this? And why are you talking like this? And why are you making fun of us? And why are you? And, and there were people who were ashamed of being Gullah Geechee. Mm. And yeah. I, just seeing over the years, people like, yeah, I'm Gullah. I mean, the pride. And to know that we had something to do with that, that yes. sure, people all over the world knew what Gullah was. Mm -hmm. One day I had... This little girl come up to me with her mother. This little white girl with long straight hair. And her mother said to her, um, you know, said to me, you know, she wants hair like yours, but I keep telling her it's okay that her hair is nice. And that was like a profound moment because yes. when you've grown up with hair like mine, mm -hmm. frequently you're like, you know, why don't I have hair like hers? Mm -hmm. But to have these children like, wow, why can't I have hair like Miss Natalie's hair? Yes. That was like, Okay. Yeah. Wow. And and today still I have, you know, it's really it's like my kids. Mm -hmm. And and they're introducing it to their kids. And they still send me messages and emails and Instagram posts and wow. um from the kids who, you know, they say um that we were their I was their other mama. Mm. And that's just 
Wow. And like folk watch this all over the world. I get mm. stuff from people. I don't know what the language is, but the show was dubbed in, I think, 23 languages. So mm. awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Yeah. And and again, for those that are just tuning in, uh, you're listening to We Nation Podcast. Um, I'm Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist with uh, Natalie Days, uh, uh, who was part of the and the mother figure in Gullah Gullah Island and uh, with her husband. And and we're just kind of having a conversation about that. And and um, and Natalie, I, I'll also ask you now, uh, what are you doing these days? I understand you are teaching artists and doing workshops. Oh. Talk a little bit about that. Well, I am, I'm an artist. Um, of course, I'm telling stories with my art, but as you can see, I'm in my studio now. Um, and certainly during COVID, I've moved all my, both of my life happens here. I do still do storytelling and presentations, but I've been doing virtually um, mm -hmm. through my trusty screen here in my studio. Yes. I'm just starting to do some things. I do, um, I also do workshops and training that have to do with, with, with uh, privilege and diversity and a lot of that is because as a storyteller, as an artist, there's a very different perspective and a way of approaching these things. And that felt like important conversations that I can facilitate. And so I do. Um, I continue to sing with my husband when, when it comes up and we can, because we like to do that. Right. Um, right now, I'm working hard. I've got a children's book that's supposed to come out next year. And the publisher will probably see me doing it. Maybe you won't. They won't and say, so where's the art net? <laughs> I'm working on it. <laughs> yeah. And so that's right. You get to do your own art for your own children. I wrote it. Now I get to illustrate it. So that's um, awesome. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm a little behind. So yeah. um, I got to get paint. Well, I, you know, I'm a drummer and I always say you can't rush the groove. So it happened when it's supposed to happen. <laughs> yeah, I know. But there is like a deadline. But uh, <laughs> I'm working with it. Uh, now, do you have any other recordings? Uh, have you all come up with any music CDs or do you have recordings of your stories, uh, storytelling or anything like that? Not currently available. I uh, I have, but we just haven't kept up with it. You know, um, okay. we have had, uh, we actually thought of re-releasing. We had done, shortly after we wrapped Gullah Gullah Island, we had done a, um, a, a, a CD of, of, we call them night night songs and stories. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which we thought of re-releasing now, but one can stream these things. And um, I do have storytelling, a storytelling CD that I also thought of releasing as a stream. We just have not done that yet, you know, because right. you're just juggling so many things. Right. So um, well, I am considering it. Okay, good, good. Yeah. We, we, we can, you know, especially here at We Nation Radio, uh, we don't only just play music, but we play, we, we have story time. We oh, also okay. have book authors that read their books. And, uh, and, and the importance of that oral tradition is, is very significant. So we're always scurrying around to try to find those artists um, that, that have that information there. But let me ask you that, being that we are uh, We Nation Radio and we came together because there were very few opportunities for artists of color, Black artists uh, who cater to children on, on any level, but definitely in music, we, we weren't getting played on the mainstream children's radio ch channels. And um, and I may, I'm certain likewise it was the same way in entertainment. You don't see that many programs like yours um, mm -hmm. on, on, on television. Um, talk a little bit about that. What do you from what would you like to see? What, what is your envision for what you think is needed for our, this next generation um, based in, in entertainment? Um, wow. Well, I'm beginning to see some more of it. But certainly, um, you know, when, when we did Gullah Gullah Island and it wrapped, 
one would assume after that that you'd see more like that, and we didn't. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, did that. Yeah. Um, I see people that like Tabitha Brown is doing a children's um, thing on. I think it's it's streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about natural food and singing and dancing. It's really colorful. It very much reminds me of Gullah Gullah Island. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love to see uh, more um, families include that are inclusive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't watch a lot of children's television anymore. Um, I love what you're doing. When when my children were small and like my little girl going on a field trip, I would make her mixtapes because yeah. I didn't let her just listen to everything. Yeah, right. This song from here and this song from here and this song from here and then this from Peter and the Wolf. And, right. then, you know, <laughs> and she'd have her little head and I don't know what the other kids were listening to. Mm-hmm. So knowing that there's a place like like um, We Radio is is, is, mm-hmm. is excellent. Thank you. Um, Thank you. My son is, you know, he's in the industry and he's been, you know, he's, he's got pieces he would like to create himself sure. and, and produce. Um, and he really is interested in taking some of the Gullah Geechee folktales and old African lore and, and, and evolving it into something for a new that's, audience. So well, that's um, great. there's that's lots great. of wonderful creative things that I can't think about, but there are people out there thinking about them already. Absolutely. I mean, and uh, something that's springing out of We Nation Radio and partnering with a couple of other artists is that we're creating the Black Children's Network. Yeah, see, that's Uh, wonderful. Yeah. And this is where people have these ideas. um, They've pitched them other places and people have, you know, ignored them or denied them. Mm -hmm. We want them here. And it's curated. um, You know, it'll be over the top, uh, you know, where we go around cable and you can go directly to, um, you know, all of the the the, streaming services like Roku and, and, mm-hmm. and all. So that's going to be launching in 2022. Um, well, that's exciting. Yeah, it really is. Uh, and and, and at, the, at the end of the day, we can't, while it would be great if others will open the door, but we can't wait for anyone else to do for our communities what we need to do for ourselves. And, what did uh, Harriet Tubman say? You know, <laughs> she was like praying for freedom and God said, you well then free yourself. And so she did, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I do a one moment show on Harriet, yeah. and I love her. Oh. She's my patron saint. Yes, and, and yes. her sort of stepping up and saying, "Okay, I'm going to free myself. I could wait." Mm-hmm. And right. I think it's wonderful because as we began to go around, you know, the gatekeepers, they're standing yes. there with a the gate, but there's no fence. No, exactly. It's, so it's, you it's stand like by the, the gate if you want. It's the big Oz with a, you know, you, the, we give them more power than they really have, and, yes. and it's. I mean, we we are, we already have about twenty artists that have pitched shows to us that we're now putting together uh and and it's going to it's going to happen i'm not even it's not even when but it's uh, it's not even it if will. but it's, it will happen and, of course it will i was so, watching kevin what's his last name franklin he does yes. something kev on stage i was like yeah. i've been watching this child child this man for a while uh-huh. and i was like okay see that's how that's how you can do that that's right yeah. That's right. Absolutely. Well, listen, I don't want to take too much more of your time. Um, before I go, let me just uh, I mentioned uh, you mentioned um, Ruby D. But uh, I was at the I was the, the president of the Black Student Union at the University of Maryland, Baltimore County uh, back in 1987. And her husband, um, uh, Ruby, Ruby D. And Ozzie Davis was supposed to come and speak on, on campus, but he couldn't make it. So he, he asked his wife to sub for him. We picked her up from the airport. And she said, well, um, we had some time. Would you? I got to have dinner, but I hate eating by myself. Would you all, it was me and a couple of other members, uh, would you all have dinner with me? So we're sitting here having dinner with the 
Ruby D, and it How was just uh, she she was just like a mother to us, and um and and she, and then she spoke that night and just tore the house up. So um, so I had yeah, that, I, I just loved her energy. I would love to have met her. Uh, exactly, I had that yeah. option, you know, that, that 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 opportunity. So, but nonetheless, I want to just thank you, um, you know, on, in the spirit of our African ancestries and 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 our African community, thank you for your contributions and having the courage to step out where you weren't sure. I mean. You, you went you went you did what the spirit told you to do yeah. and that spirit has now is continually to educate other people so thank you so much uh tell your husband the same thing and your family because this definitely was a family affairs yes it was. Uh, for sure and we'll we'll be in contact with you soon and we look forward to um you know spreading the word even more about what uh, about Gullah Gullah Island about your workshops about your book make sure you let us know about your book so that we can I will also I will all okay. right all right thank thanks you. you're welcome thank you for uh, being being on the show all right. And there you have it. The one and only Natalie Days. Uh, I've been posting up the uh, information. You can go to Natalie Days and she spells her last name D-A-I-S-E. Uh, so you can go NatalieDays.com. Uh, you can find her on her um, social media handle. And I didn't have it in front of me. I know she sent it to me, but you can go to NatalieDays.com. I'm sure the information is there or just do a, a Google search. And um and make sure you, you know, uh, uh, if, if you have a, if you're a librarian or if you're a school, uh, make sure you hire her to come uh, into your classroom virtually or in person when that's available. So I want to thank you all for being on the show. Again, I am Uncle Devin, the children's drum cushionist. You're listening to We Nation Radio podcast. Uh, we always can uh, find more information about what we're doing at WeNationRadio.com. And um, you can follow us on our social media platforms at we nation radio that's on all the all the ones so we nation with two e's don't forget that but listen i gotta get out of here i am uncle devin the children's drum cushionist it's been a pleasure and an honor to be here with you and as i always say just remember that life is a drum so beat it <laughs>